0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. Today we're going to be discussing heart disease and the many things you might not realize could be causing it or contributing to it. Now, most of us know about heart disease. It's, you know, fried food, saturated fats, being obese, alcohol, uh, dehydration, stress. These things can lead to heart disease. We're going to talk about some other things that you might not know about Because when people come to me, they say, Dr. Joe, I want to do everything I can to get well. Tell me what I need to do, and I'll do it. And it's interesting that many times people wait till it gets really bad, and that's when they come to me and say I'm willing to do everything. I always say pain is a good motivator. As a chiropractor and a pain management doctor, a lot of my patients come to us in pain, and I'll say, how long have you had the pain for? Oh, five years, 10 years, 20 years, but doc, it's getting so bad. I have to do something about it now. I said, interesting, something motivated you. So, we really want to prevent things. I think last week it was, we did a show on Alzheimer's. And we talked about Alzheimer's and said there really is no treatment for Alzheimer's. The only treatment we have is prevention. So, we're going to be talking about prevention today. How do you, uh, what you can do to pro- help prevent heart disease, aside from some of the most obvious things, too. Now, if you listen to the show, we always do a segment, aside from the main topic, called Head to Toe with Dr. Joe. And what we do is we cover different parts of the body and discuss what specifically you can do to help those parts of the body. I know we did hair analysis a couple weeks ago. Uh, we did brain function. I want to talk today about your eyes, and more specifically, my eyes. Because a couple of years ago, about seven, eight years ago, I was diagnosed with a condition called macular degeneration. It's called drusen. I was at my eye doctor, and he did a ca- test on my eye, and he says, Doc, you have me, Joe. You know. He says, you have macular degeneration, drusen. He says, uh, it's not good. Uh, basically, the only things we can do for it is maintain it, and hopefully it won't get worse. He's going to recommend I take a supplements like lutein and zeaxanthin. And you can buy these supplements, eye doctor's eye supplements. And he said, it's pretty much we just have to monitor it and see what happens. Well, Dr. Joe doesn't accept that as an answer as I talk to myself in the third person. What else can I do? So I did the research. And what happens is your body needs antioxidants. Antioxidants help fight free radicals. Now, if you're new to the show, free radicals are like Pac-Man. They eat through things. Waka, 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 waka. And they eat through things. And so macular degeneration could be, we're not sure, could be related to uh, free radical exposure and the genetic component. Now, no one in my family has ever been diagnosed with it, so I was like, hmm, I don't know what to do about that. It's not genetic. I eat a pretty good diet. What else can I do? So I created Super Greens and Essential Source. They're two supplements that I take every single day. They're two powders. They taste great. I shake them up. I put in a jar and shake it up because there's no preservatives or additives in it, so it doesn't mix real smoothly. You kind of have to shake it and put a little uh, elbow grease into it, well. T- two seconds of elbow grease, to help it dissolve. And I t- started taking super greens and essential sauce every day, like a good boy. And I took nitric oxide, and I took a, I eat a, I, I'm a plant-based diet. I've been vegan for many years now. So I went back up about two years later, and the doctor took a picture of my old, eye, my old picture of my eyes and a new picture, and he actually started to shake. He physically started to shake, and I thought, this is not good news. I must have a brain tumor. So I said to him, I said, what's going on here? He says, your eyes are getting better. And I said, okay, good. I expect it. You know, I expect to get better. I expect my patients to get better. Why is this a shock? He said, macular degeneration never gets better. It only stays the same or gets worse. He says, it's impossible. He's looking at the dates, make sure he doesn't have the pictures reversed. And I explained to him what I did. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So every year or two, I go back and I get a picture taken. And every year or two, my eyes are continually getting better. And they're blown away. Because he brought a new doctor in and I, I didn't tell her. And so she put the old pictures up, new picture up, and she was like, Something's wrong here. Maybe, maybe we accept the patients or something. No, it's my eyes. And I told her. So they presented my case to like the Macular Degeneration Society, wherever it was. Never heard back from them. Now I thought, wait a minute. You have a disease, a condition, whatever it is, that never gets better. And now suddenly we have documented proof that this condition can improve. Why are you guys not up my fanny? saying, How do we, what do we do, let's do test studies on it, this is amazing. Never heard back from them. Very disappointing. So what I'm getting at is with the eyes, it's really important that you give the body the nutrients that it needs, and when we talk about the eyes, things like super greens, essential source, nitric oxide, increases circulation is just amazing. The other thing that can help is chiropractic care. Now you never think about chiropractic care for eyes, but the bones in the upper part of the neck control the nerves that control the back of your brain, and that's where your optic center is, where you see. And I know that my vision, when I started chiropractic care, got about two diopters better when I started getting chiropractic care. Now, I still wear glasses. It's still not perfect, but there's an issue. Now, when I was a kid, now some of you may be too young to know this, but when I was a kid, they used to put amoxicillin in the baby's eyes, a a, a silver nitrate, I'm sorry. They would put it in the eyes to help kill off the bacteria, and they used amoxicillin and uh, they still do that now, to kill gonorrhea. Well, that's a problem uh, because if the baby has gonorrhea in its eyes, it can go blind. And the way a baby would get gonorrhea is passing through the birth canal if the mother has gonorrhea. Now, here's my statement. I'm putting something in a baby's eyes, whether it's moxicillin or silver nitrate or whatever it is. Test the mother before the baby's born, which we do. We test the mother for gonorrhea. And if the test comes back negative, you then can get discussed with your doctor Perhaps I don't want to put drops in the baby's eyes because I don't have gonorrhea. I know I don't have gonorrhea. I just got tested for gonorrhea. Maybe we should take one thing away from putting in the baby's eyes. Now, years ago, we used to have a battle with that. Now, you go to the doctor and say, listen, I got tested. I'm clean. I really don't want drops in the baby's eyes. And the doctor says, "Okay, that's fine. No big deal. So a lot of you don't know this is happening. So when it comes to eyes, you've got to take really good care of them. Be careful with them. Make sure you're getting the antioxidants. Make sure you're getting the nutrients that you need. Make sure you get the good circulation. Make sure you don't have pinched nerves. Protect your eyes. And the big thing we have now is screen time. What do we do on our screen time? We stare at our screens all the time. And the blue light can actually adversely affect the eyes. So be careful with that. What I do recommend you do is put on a full-spectrum light in the room with you. Now, full-spectrum light, you have to find those because you don't want the... the um, Fluorescent lights because fluorescent lights actually vibrate. They, they strobe and so that can affect the brain and can cause headaches A lot of people go I don't know why I get headaches when I'm at work. I don't get them at home Maybe you have an office that has fluorescent lighting try getting a full-spectrum light Put it in a lamp on your desk and shut off the, the, the strobe the strobing uh, fluorescent It's what I do in my office and believe me it helps tremendously and it'll improve your productivity as well so bosses out there if you have people in a dark room you might want to consider shutting off the strobe lights the fluorescence, and going to a full spectrum. And you'll be amazed. Now that's really not eye, it's eye health because it can affect um, the, the, the headaches. So when it comes to eyes, be careful. And just like any other organ, make sure you're giving the eyes the nutrients that they need. If you have dry eye, that's a symptom of something. Let's find out what it is. If you have itchy eyes, might be an allergy. And so people might put drops in their eyes because they have itchy eyes. Many times with allergies, it's a digestive problem. What? Your stomach's job is to take proteins and break them into amino acids. If the stomach isn't breaking proteins into amino acids, these big chunks of protein get into the small intestine where they get absorbed. And then the immune system has to attack these foreign proteins. And then the immune system is kind of on edge. And then suddenly, you get exposed to pollen. You get exposed to smoke, whatever it is. And the immune system just can't handle that extra push, and then you start having problems. I know one of my coworkers, she was saying, oh, the allergies are terrible. The pollen is bad. I gave her some Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes. Uh, So so a couple weeks later, I said, how's the allergies? She goes, I totally forgot about them. So getting the digestive system working properly is really going to be a key to helping with allergies. And so many times when I was a kid, I was given shot after shot after shot and given antibiotics and pills. Totally messed me up as a kid. But my mother didn't know what else to do. So what I tell people is if you're having eye issues and it's an allergic reaction, cut out the wheat and the dairy products. Because wheat and dairy are two big proteins that the body has trouble digesting and can cause allergic reactions with. So cut out the wheat and the dairy. If you have acid reflux or heartburn or uh, uh, burping, we may have to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. It's something my doctors can do at our offices. And actually adjust the stomach. That helps the stomach break the proteins into the amino acids so the big chunks of protein don't get absorbed into the blood to stimulate the immune reaction. And then when you are exposed to things like pollen, it's not as bad. It takes the stress off your eyes and your sinuses. And also, whenever I eat a cooked meal, I take something called Dr. Joe's Digestive Enzymes. Like if I eat soup, split pea soup especially. A lot of people have digestive problems with split pea soup. You know what I'm talking about. Dr. Joe's Digestive Enzymes solves the problem. So if you're eating cooked food and you're over 30 years old, I do recommend you take some digestive enzymes as well. And that can help take the stress off the eyes, which that's our head-to-toe-with-Dr. Joe topic, is taking care of your eyes today. So on today's segment, we're going to be talking about heart disease because we talked about uh, you know, the, uh, the head-to-toe with, t- head with Dr. Joe, but research shows that noises might be linked to increased risk of heart disease. This is a new study. It was released in the Journal of College of Cardiology, and it shows that noise pollution might have a significant impact on cardiovascular health. What? Yeah. Researchers believe that noise pollution causes a surge in stress hormones, which appear to have an effect on the arteries in the heart and the rest of the body. Anything above 60 decibels can increase the risk of heart disease. Now, what's 60 decibels, of course? Common noises that are around 60 decibels include conversation, this conversation we're having right now. Uh, The sound of a dishwasher, the noise of an air conditioner unit. Now, by contrast, the noise of a jackhammer is usually around 100 decibels, and an airplane takeoff can be as loud as 120 decibels. I remember years ago, the Rolling Stones had a concert, and they reached 120 decibels, and that was big news, that they were as loud as a jet a jet, jet plane. So what does this mean for you? If you're exposed to loud noises frequently, you can consider wearing earplugs or noise-canceling headphones. Now, I'll tell you a little story about my friend Tim. Tim's a musician, amazing guitar player. And whenever we go to concerts, I'm not uh, particularly affected by the loud noises, but Tim always brings earplugs with him. He has them in his car, has them in his travel bag. He never knows when he's going to be exposed to loud sounds. He's very sensitive to it. So Tim was being cool and progressive even before this research came out. So noise can be a big issue. Because one of the things we talk talk about stress and we tie it into the noise is your adrenal glands produce a chemical, uh, a hormone um, called cortisol. And cortisol is released when you're under stress. So what does cortisol do? It causes you to lay down fat because the body wants to store energy because it doesn't know when this stress, uh, this attack is going to be over. So noise, stress, emotional stress, somebody walks in the studio today and pulls out a gun, my body's going to release cortisol. And then your body reboots back to normal when the stress is under control. The problem is most of us are under stress all the time. So you've heard stress is bad for your heart. What do we do on a Dr. Joe show? We tell you why these things happen. So cortisol is released and it puts stress on the arteries. And if you have constant low-grade or high-grade cortisol, that increases your risk of heart disease. So what can we do about that? Overproduction of cortisol puts stress on the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands do three things. They produce energy. They produce adrenaline. They produce cortisol. Uh, and they produce uh, inflammatory components that help control uh, inflammation. They also produce, a fourth thing, uh, they produce sex hormones. So a lot of people, when they have hormone imbalances, will say, Dr. Joe, what can I do my, about my hormones? I'm postmenopausal. Doc, I'm over 50. I'm a guy. My testicles aren't like working like they used to. You can now stimulate the adrenal glands to help kick in and balance out those hormones. So I would recommend taking care of the adrenals to help with the cortisol production, will help with the stress, help the heart disease. How do you take care of the adrenal glands? Stay away from stimulants, coffee, tea, uh, chocolate, caffeine especially, uh, uh, illicit drugs that'll stimulate you. Very, very bad, that's a big stress on the adrenal glands. Make sure you're eating enough, drinking enough water. Make sure you're uh, eating raw foods because raw foods have enzymes in them. Things like Dr. Joe's supergreens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Make sure that's working uh, in your body so you get the nutrients that your body needs. From a chiropractic standpoint, we check the nerve supply in the lower part of the mid-back or the upper part of the low-back. That's the 12th thoracic vertebrae. That's the nerve supply to the adrenals and the kidneys. So from a chiropractic standpoint, we always want to check the nerve supply to an organ to make sure that's working and then also work on the organ itself. And that's what's cool about this holistic healthcare trend that's really just, it's not even a trend anymore, it's commonplace, that people are getting that we have to take care of ourselves. We can't just beat our bodies up and expect them to to, to work. And the insurance companies are now saying too, well, listen, we're not going to give you insurance if you're beating yourself up because you're high risk. So everybody agrees, don't beat yourself up. How do you not beat yourself up? Take care of your heart too. Make sure you are eating a good diet. Most of your diet should consist of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Stay away from the seven deadly sins or limit the seven deadly sins. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. If you're new to the show, you just said, oh my gosh, Dr. Joe, that's my whole diet. That's all I ever eat is alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, so an artificial sweetener. I never eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Let's switch it. And by the way, it's a lot cheaper too. Make sure from a chiropractic standpoint the nervous system is working properly. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, if you've ever been in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. You are not tougher than your car. So if you have a trauma, you have pain, come see us. Let's get those bones put back in place and open up the nerve supply and take the stress off the joints. And then make sure you have good digestion. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, we may have to adjust your heart, adjust your stomach, I'm sorry. So if we fix the digestive system, fix the nervous system, fix your diet, get you on some good supplements like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, minimum supplements you should be taking every day, life changes dramatically, all for the better. And we're talking today about heart disease, but this is a general rule for everything. And if you take the physical stress off the body through chiropractic care, take the chemical stress off the body through good diet, that can help lower your cortisol levels, which then takes the stress off the heart. So taking care of yourself, no matter what topic we put in the show, there's a basic pattern you wanna follow, a basic plan, nervous system, digestive system, and nutrition. So if you wanna make an appointment to come see us, if you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, go to my website, drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E, drjoe.com, and you can make an appointment right online. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. Now if you're outside the Atlanta area, I know this show goes all over the world, We can always do a phone consultation if we need to for you, at least talk about nutrition and lifestyle as well. You can do that by calling the office, but you can do it all on the website, drjoe.com, or send us a message if you have questions. We can do that too. So we're talking today about heart disease and things that you might not think about that can be related to heart disease. Sleeping disorder. If you have trouble breathing, could that clog your arteries? The answer is yes. Sleep disorders not only interfere with our sleep, but also put us at risk for more serious health complications. How many people have trouble sleeping? Raise your hands. How many people don't get six to eight hours a day? Raise your hands. Most of us, especially as we get older. So despite the prevalence of sleep disorders, uh, sleep habits and sleep-related symptoms are more frequently overlooked by most doctors. One of the questions I like to talk about my patients with is, how do you sleep? Oh my gosh, especially if a spouse is in the room with them. Oh my gosh, Dr. Joe, this guy snores. Oh my gosh, she snores, Dr. Joe. She tosses and turns. He sweats. She's like a hot box. He's so cold. So yes, sleeping with someone could be, you're you're picking up their sleep disorders. But if you snore, if you have sleep apnea, these are some big problems and most doctors overlook that. But sleeping is so important when it comes to your health, including especially your heart. So sleep disordered breathing is a branch of sleep disorders that ranges from snoring to more severe things like sleep apnea. Sleep apnea and snoring are obstructive disorders that result from narrowing of the upper respiratory airway. Now sleep apnea, you may have heard that word, is characterized by repeated episodes of partial or complete cessation of breathing during sleep. My father had this. And I remember my father had had a heart condition. He died from a heart attack, and I'll explain that in a second. Let me explain it now. My father had rheumatic fever. I was going to cover this at the end of the show, but I want to make sure we get this in here. My father had rheumatic fever as a child, and it wasn't taken care of. he had rheumatic fever, it got really bad, and at the time, back he was born in, I don't know, back in the 30s, I guess, so at the time, he came from a family of 10, they didn't have a lot of money, they didn't go to doctors much, and so he just, you know, wrote it out, so to speak. That's dangerous, because rheumatic fever affected his heart valves, and as he got older, he got weaker and weaker and weaker, and when I say older, like in his 40s, and I thought, this is horrible, why is my father so tired? He's a strong man, my father had an amazing build on him. I remember one time looking at pictures with my mother, and there was a guy on the beach, he had a bathing suit on, he was just ripped. I mean, he looked like uh, Charles Atlas, if you remember who that was, or just a bodybuilder. And I said, Mom, who's that guy? And she goes, that's your father. And I looked, I said, oh my gosh. So he was always a strong, healthy man. And as he got older, he got weaker and weaker. Eventually, we rushed him to the hospital one day, and he had rheumatic fever that affected the mitral valve in his heart. So he needed to have the valve replaced. So by having rheumatic fever, and not being taken care of. And again, I'm not against medicine. He probably should have went to a medical doctor and got this taken care of. He had a weak heart. So he had a, heart, he had a valve put in, a, a plastic valve put in, and it, it, he was okay. And then I remember my mom calling me one day. I was, I was in college at the time. I was, anyway, I was wait, wait, wait. I guess I was in college. Maybe it was after college. But she called me and said, your father has suspect cells that could lead to prostate cancer. So we're gonna medi- get him a medication that's gonna shut down his testosterone production, which is gonna then stop the, stem- the cells from possibly becoming uh, prostate cancer. Okay. So I said, well, I don't think that's a good idea, but you know, famous man once said, no man's a prophet in his own hometown. I'm just, what am I, I'm, I'm just their kid. They don't know what I'm, I, they don't listen to me. So he had the process, a couple weeks later, he dropped dead. And the heart stopped. Heart didn't have a heart attack, the heart just stopped. And so I did research on this drug, and sure enough, big warning on this drug. Do not give to people with a heart condition. It can kill them. Guess what? It killed him. And I was mad. And I said to my mother, we need to do something about this. And she said, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to cause any trouble. I disagree with her. So anyway, be careful of the medications you're taking if you have a heart condition. My father, I don't know if he'd still be alive today, 14 years ago, but it killed him. And there's no doubt in my mind that's what did it. Because in the autopsy, it just said the heart stopped. It didn't have a heart attack. There wasn't damaged cells. It just stopped. So be careful about the heart. And one of the things he had was sleep apnea. And one of the reasons he had sleep apnea is had a big gut on him. As he got older, he started developing a gut. So snoring and stopping breathing in the middle of the night, not good for the heart either. So snoring is a noise that's made during sleep when the sleeper attempts to force air through an obstruction in the upper respiratory airways. Now, So you you know what snoring is. You've all heard people sleep, snoring. They're trying to force air through, and it's vibrating the uvula and going up into the the, the the soft palate of the throat, of the mouth, and it causes the sleep issues. So what might cause that is the question. Well, one of the issues is the stomach can push up against the diaphragm. And when the stomach pushes up against the diaphragm, the diaphragm needs to drop down to suck air into the lungs. And then as the diaphragm moves up, it pushes air out of the lungs. So if you have acid reflux and heartburn and burping and gas and bloating, we may have to come, you may have to come see us so we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm, physically opening up the space so that the lungs can uh, suck in more air because the diaphragm can move. Also, we want to check the nerves in the lower part of the neck because those are the nerves that control the respiratory, the airwaves, and the lungs themselves. Every asthma patient I've ever had, I've been seeing patients now for 35 years, always has a pinched nerve in the lower part of the neck. And we put those bones back in place, open up the nerve supply. It's amazing what happens in many asthma cases. Not all, but many. And I've had uh, people, full-blown asthma attack on my adjusting table. (gasps) Can't breathe. I go and adjust them. (sighs) Suddenly they can breathe again. It's really kind of cool. So something to consider because you want to open up the nerve supply to the breathing because the breathing can affect the heart. So if you have acid reflux or heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, you might want to come see us to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm and... We'll check the nerve supply going to, the, in this case, the heart and the lungs to make sure everything's working. Now, the researchers found that the arterial lining compared with the habitual snoring group, they found people that had snorers and non-snorers, and the sleep apnea is a serious health concern, particularly when compounded with a predisposition for arteriosclerosis. Now, if you go to my website, drjoe.com, uh, you can type in arteriosclerosis or cholesterol buildup. We've done several shows on that. If you're overweight, that can increase your risk. So you can reduce your risk of developing sleep apnea by losing weight. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, you can get more information on how to lose weight. In fact, we have a program that we have at our offices, and we can do this anywhere in the world. It's called the Doctors Supervised Weight Loss Program. And we get you on supplements and powdered drinks, and we get you on a diet just for 21 days. And what happens is in 21 days, we are able to reboot your body. And then you're able to manage the next phase, which is eating better. Because how many people have been on diets that failed? Almost everyone. Diets always fail by definition. Almost always. When we can change your lifestyle and get your brain to stop craving the sugars and the breads and the cakes and the donuts and the pastas, now you're able to lose the weight. So the 21 day is like a kickoff plan. It kind of reboots your brain, uh, reboots your hypothalamus, which is the part of the brain where you get hunger. And once we're able to do that, then you're able to go into phase two, which is then, okay, we're gonna eat, but this is what we're gonna eat, this is how you do it And breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks, supplements, we put it all together. So it's, if you need more information on that, you can call the office, go to the website, drjoe.com, and get on a weight loss protocol. Is it hard to lose weight? Yes, it's not hard when somebody teaches you. My first car was a 6440 Conoline van, and it was a three-speed on the column, okay? Some of you may be old enough to remember that. And it had no back windows, it only had mirrors. And I learned to drive on a three-speed on the column um, and I remember pulling up to St. Joe's Church in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and it was on a big hill. And it was the first time I hit a hill after I learned to drive, and I thought, I'm not going to make this, I'm going to roll back, I'm going to roll right into Route 17, and I'm going to die. So I, I clutch and brake, clutch and brake, and then gas and everything, and I finally made it up the hill. Obviously, I'm not dead. And it worked. But once I learned how to drive the stick shift, now I can drive when I haven't drove one in years. I can get in and drive right now. I was a truck driver in New York City for a long time. I was able to drive, drive a, you know, a straight job, it was called. So once you learn how to drive a stick shift, it's always there. Once you learn how to eat, it's always there. So that's what we wanna do is teach you these things. So I gotta to go to break, folks. A lot more to cover on heart disease. If you have a question, you go, go to my website, send it to me through the website, drjoe.com. If you wanna make an appointment to come see us, and you should, because the biggest complaint I get is why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer for so long? stop suffering, go to my website right now, drjoe.com, make an appointment. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We work with most insurance companies. We try to match your benefits almost exactly if we can or close to it. Car accidents, sports injuries, we want to help you get well and stay well. And don't think it's going to go away on its own. It's not. If you have pain for more than three days, chances are it's not going away on its own. So digestive issues, nutrition problems, make an appointment right now, not just for you, but for your friends, your family, and your children because if children are healthy, they grow healthy. Remember learning things? We got to teach them how to be healthy. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito on the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from seven to nine Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.